Every week they talk about music coming into Milwaukee and music coming out of Milwaukee. Here's Evan Ritleski of 88.9 and Piet Levy of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This is Tapped In. Welcome, welcome to Tapped In. I am Evan, here with Piet, and it is finally here. Summerfest is happening. It is happening, Piet. It was rescheduled two times. I can't imagine how they came up with the lineup. Uh, it seemed like it might not happen. It, it is It is happening. And so this is our Weekend One Summerfest preview. It is a stacked lineup this year, so we're going to do a couple episodes each weekend uh, just to, to, to show you what we're excited about. And uh, Piet, I'll, I will let you kick it off. What are you excited to see this weekend at Summerfest? I'm excited to see a ton. I'm excited that there is a Summerfest. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's going to be hard to keep it to a couple. You can go just online for a full list of recommendations, which, again, just scratches the surface. But let's talk right now about Kenny Hoopla, who, uh, who is playing a 4 p.m. slot um, on Thursday um, on the Generate Power stage, I believe. Um, you know, Kenny is actually uh, grew up in Wisconsin from Ohio originally, but lived most of uh, a lot of his childhood in Oshkosh and also was kind of bouncing around in Milwaukee for a little bit. And uh, I'm not quite sure where he is right now. I don't know if he's in LA or in Wisconsin, but definitely spends a lot of time here. Uh, and I remember a few years ago, he kind of just nonchalantly sort of dropped a track that really kind of got my attention, kind of reminded me of, of a little bit of, you know, uh, block party and TV on the radio, that kind of stuff, that kind of sound. I thought this is really good and just kind of kept at it and kept at it and was getting some pretty impressive press uh, music press, uh, you know, in the last few years, and then just kind of really kind of broke out uh, really well <laughs> this year uh, because he teamed up with with Travis Barker uh, for for his uh, kind of big debut mixtape. Uh, you know, and he's going to be uh, called Survivor's Guilt, and he's going to you know he's playing lots of festivals. He's at Riot Fest. Um, he's definitely an artist that's one to watch, and it's great that uh, he's he's coming back to Wisconsin. I am so confused by this artist because I love some of his music and then some of it I'm like utterly confounded by. Do, do you know what he's going to do next with this career? There's There's been times where it seemed like he was going to be like an indie rocker. There's times where it seems like he's doing the sort of like uh, Machine Gun Kelly, you know, pop punk sort of thing. Yeah. What is his lane? I, I don't know if, the, if he needs a lane. I think he, he does a really good job with the indie rock block party TV and the radio sound. And that was getting him some initial attention right now. Pop punk is big. It's huge. Um, and that's kind of a, a big, a big sound right now. And so I think it makes sense for him to kind of be in that lane. And he, I think he does that really well too. Uh, and getting that kind of Travis Barker cosign is certainly helpful. So I think he can kind of ride both those lanes and he can kind of try to continue to confuse people. Uh, you know, I think, I think he's talented enough that he can kind of do that. I do think that the pop punk stuff will be kind of his, his main calling card, uh, you know, at the set at Summerfest and kind of going forward. But uh, I don't think he's going to be a strictly pop punk artist. And I think in 2021, you know, you don't necessarily have to be one thing. And I think he's the kind of artist that can pull that off. I'm glad you picked a 4 p.m. Uh, headliner slot because this was something Summerfest made a big deal of, that they were going to have big headliners earlier in the day. And by and large, yeah, there, there's some there's some good ones. You know, there are lesser names than the 10 p.m. headliners generally, but still kind of cool stuff. And, and there's another one uh, today, Curtis Blow at 4 p.m., uh, rap legend, one of really when you ask people who was the first rapper, they don't say Sugar Hill Gang. They're probably saying Curtis Blow because he was the guy with like the first big rap hit or one of them. Uh, the Breaks. I have no idea what a Curtis Blow concert is like in 2021. I really I don't know what it's like hearing Christmas rapping 
on a stage in early September. I, I can't imagine, but I think it's really cool he's there. If you stick around that stage, uh, then you get to that 10 p.m. headliner that I think uh, it's safe to say there's probably more excitement about. T-Pain. Who, uh, who doesn't love T-Pain Piet? Uh, this is an artist that I feel like he was like misunderstood in his creative prime. A lot of people thought he was sort of a shtick. He was uh, synonymous with autotune when autotune was like a very divisive thing. But I think with time, people have sort of recognized like this is just a great entertainer. He makes the most like magnificently smooth music. It just sounds good. It feels good. He's funny. He's creative. Uh, you know, he's got that NPR crowd now. He did that tiny desk concert that like broke the internet a, a few years ago. Uh, and he's just got jams. Uh, it's just like the perfect act for Summerfest, I think. Just like, you know his songs. Everybody's going to be there. It is going to it is gonna feel good. That is T-Pain tonight at 10 p.m. Yeah, T-Pain's so entertaining. And I'm, I'm, I want to try to swing by the merch table because a few years ago he created a merch line called Wisconsin University. Um, <laughs> you know, with like, you know, cr- creating a whole fake Wisconsin University because uh, he rhymes uh, mansion with Wisconsin in the song Can't Believe It from 2008. So he just created this whole fake university that he's the dean of and there's Wisconsin University shirts <laughs> and it's awesome and I love it. And I really hope they will be selling Wisconsin University shirts at Summerfest, and I'll be seeing a lot of them on people uh, that day. It's going to be sweet. All right, stick around. We've got some more magnificent Summerfest picks when we get back after the break. Stick around. Calling all pump-up jam lovers. If music helps you wake up, work out, or power through chores, I'm talking to you. Great music adds so much to your life. Have you ever wanted to return the favor? Then join Radio Milwaukee today. Your support powers a team of DJs handpicking music from around the world for you to enjoy. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org slash donate to pump up your playlist today. Let's talk about your garage. It could be so much more, but that car you're not using, it's just sitting there, taking up space. Make room for your dreams by donating that vehicle to us. We'll have it picked up and use the proceeds to support Radio Milwaukee. And you could even get a tax deduction. Learn more at radiomilwaukee.org slash cars. All right, we are back. Tapped in, Evan, Piet, Summerfest. These are our opening weekend Summerfest picks. Piet, what else should the good people be seeing? Well, you mentioned uh, earlier how there's a lot of good daytime stuff. And actually, all my picks for, for the podcast here are daytime things. Uh, and so the next one I'm going to go for is going to be at 3.30 uh, on Friday. And it's Grace Weber at the Miller Lite Oasis. Um, Grace Weber, you know, if you follow Milwaukee music, you, you, you probably know Grace Weber. She's from Milwaukee, lives in L.A. currently, um, and has just been kind of going at it for, for years she first kind of got a big boost with her career when she was, I think she was a teenager and she was on like an Oprah Winfrey episode when they were doing like a big karaoke contest this was kind of during the American Idol days, but definitely got a lot of attention. She's able to kind of make a lot of good songs and stuff uh, throughout the years. Uh, still kind of had good ties in Milwaukee, uh, has her Grace Weber's music lab in Milwaukee, which is uh, through Radio Milwaukee. And that's a chance for like team musicians to come uh, and kind of mingle and get some good feedback from people in the industry. It's very, very cool. Um, but then she uh, also teamed up with uh, Chance the Rapper's creative team, um, uh, Social Experiment, and they've been making songs together for a few years, um, including uh, they made the music for All We Got, which is on Chance the Rapper's coloring book um, mixtape. Um, 
and they released a beautiful uh, she released a beautiful space in june which was produced by um the social experiment chances on there it's an amazing album um i'd, I'd love to get your take if you've heard it because i you know it's, it's definitely a strict r&b album really really well done i think it's just beautifully done it's it's heads and tails above anything she's ever done and she's done a lot of really good stuff in her career but this is a really good it's album. It's got that gospel influence, which I think is sort of what what distinguishes her from like other aspiring, yeah. you know, sort of pop stars. She she really is rooted in this like Midwest gospel tradition, and and it comes across in all those songs. And it's no surprise that she's a kindred spirit with Chance the Rapper, because of course that's that's Chance's great muse too, is gospel music. Yeah, and you know, it's, I, I actually interviewed Chance uh, for a story for the Journal Sentinel. And he said that he was going to be showing up for her set. So uh, yeah, they have a song oh. together. Yeah, um, uh, through the fire. Oh, so, so like some, somewhere at like uh, four ten, you can see a chance the rapper cameo. cameo exactly. That's exactly. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And and Taylor Bennett, his brother's also playing during the day. So you'll, there'll be some chance cameos kind of throughout the day before he plays uh, later that night. Uh, uh, that is that is good info for the people. Yeah, that was going to be my uh, my other Friday pick, of course. Piet was Chance the Rapper. I was thinking it can't be a coincidence. They're they're playing the same day. That Chance the Rapper show. So that's that's of course at at the amphitheater. It will be interesting to see how that goes. Are you going to be at the Chance show? I will be at that show. Yeah. I I that is one Piet review I will be eagerly seeking out. Of course, I'm seeking them all out, but especially that one, because it is sort of an interesting time for Chance the Rapper. A, a couple of years ago, it, it sure felt like he was reaching his peak of popularity and influence and goodwill. Everybody just loved the guy, and then he put out an album that that I think it's safe to say was only okay. You know, he 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 built it up as his debut, even though. His mixtapes were pretty much albums anyway. And, uh, you know, it wasn't as good as his mixtapes. And it was, a, it was a little, I thought it was a little overblown at least. It wasn't like some, it wasn't a disaster. I mean, it still sounded like Chance the Rapper music. Uh, and then he had this huge tour booked uh, at the biggest, you know, shows, uh, biggest stages he'd ever played. And he canceled it. <laughs> and I feel like, feel like that might not have been the move. Like, I just feel like, uh, I don't know why he canceled it. I don't know if the sales were sluggish or what, but I feel like, uh, you know, fans carry that with them. You buy a ticket to a big show and the artist cancels. I don't know. So this is, uh, I feel like this is chances chance to make up for that maybe. Uh, but we'll see. Will, will the people, be as receptive to them to him as they would have been in 2019. All that stuff you're saying is absolutely true. I mean, back in 2016, he was like the king of the world, really. I mean, I mean, everyone just absolutely loved him. I remember he did a headlining set at Lollapalooza, I think, in 2017. That was his big homecoming thing. Played the Eau Claire Festival with the Justin Burns Festival, and that was a huge get. Um, absolutely huge, huge, huge star. But uh, the big day in 2019 definitely set him back. I mean, that was it was so hyped. Uh, and it, it, it just underwhelmed. Um, and, and now he's in a weird kind of spot where he hasn't really released a ton of new music. He's, he's doing this one Summerfest show. It's his only show for 2021. Um, like you said, he canceled that tour in 2019 and 2020 before the pandemic. This was, this was canceled before the pandemic canceled everybody. Um, and, you know, he had said at the time it was to spend more time with his family, but there was also a lot of rumors of bad sales because it was a big arena tour uh, behind an album that was kind of a uh, kind of uh. so. Yeah, didn't have a hit on it. That's for sure. Didn't have a hit on it, and you know he's been a very kind of jovial personality. 
Uh, I mean, obviously, in Milwaukee, I think he's pretty well loved because he's showed up at all those Bucks games and said a lot of great things. Um, you know, he's done a lot of like talk show stuff. You know, I think he he was a judge on that Rhythm and Flow show on Netflix, and you know, he had that like you know kind of punk revival uh, on that. Um, I can't remember the name of it. That that streaming service that died after like a couple months. Um, so yeah, I mean, he's definitely been around, uh, and he's very entertaining, and he's a very good live performer. He also just recently uh, released a new concert movie straight to AMC theaters. That's the only place you can see it. Um, that's from a um, from the Coloring Book era that he filmed back in 2017, and that's getting a lot of good reviews too. Um, that stuff's really good, um, you know. And he was a really good live performer, so I think he's still a good live performer. It'll be very interesting to see. Yeah, you you did. Were you at his like Eagles Ballroom show a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, I was at that one. Yeah, that was that was fantastic. That it doesn't get much better. Like that's. Uh, it, everybody left with just a huge smile on their face. So it's not for lack of talent, that's for sure. You just might maybe misread the room on his career a couple times. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And he was so, he was so, uh, there's so much charm around him and good vibes around him that, uh, you know, it's hard to kind of keep that going forever. So, you know, usually there's kind of a setback and it just kind of depends where you go from here. But he's definitely a good performer. He's very entertaining, very charismatic. He's definitely put a lot of, um, hype behind Summerfest. He's been doing some national interviews about his new movie, and he keeps mentioning Summerfest uh, when he does those. He says that there'll be special guests at his Summerfest set. I, I interviewed him for the journal. Um, so there could be some really cool appearances. And, and, and maybe it'll just be Grace Weber and Taylor <laughs> Benton who are also playing Summerfest that day. But I think, you know, based on his like little nuggets of information, I think there might be more than that. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think it could be a pretty entertaining show. It's inter- It'll be an interesting one to catch at this kind of weird crossroads of his career. And you know, we'll we'll see what the future holds. It's going to hinge on the music. I mean, this will be a one-off kind of show. He's he's kind of getting back out there, but you know, it's going to all kind of rely, I think, on on his next album and if that one gets good reviews or not. All right, we are rooting for Chance. What else should we be seeing, Piet? Well, that same day again, earlier in the day, um, it's going to bleed in with the Grace Weber sets, but uh, it's going to be so good. It's Yola who's playing at four p.m. at the BMO Harris stage. Um, man, she's, you know, there's probably gonna be like a thousand artists performing at Summerfest this year. I don't know if anyone has a voice as magnificent as Yola that's playing Summerfest this year. Just an incredibly powerful, rich voice. And she kind of specializes in this kind of retro sort of 60s sound, has a couple of really good albums, including a a fresh one that just came out that are really well done. I mean, they, they seem like, like relics from the early 60s. They're just so, so immaculately done and just... Um, you know, they honor that that era and that sound, but they do it in a very rich way too. So it's not just strictly like, um, like you know, being a copycat sort of thing. Uh, she played at uh, Farm Aid at Alpine Valley a couple years ago, and she was like, kind of like, she walked away with the show that day in a lot of ways. I feel like because a lot of people didn't know her. Just really, really stunning. She did an amazing cover of, of uh, Yellow Brick Road uh, from Elton John that really just kind of blew people away. Uh, and that was like a you know twenty minute set, and people were just like stunned by her. And so I think it'll be so awesome to see a full set from her. I think people that kind of just happen to stumble upon that uh, on Friday at four o'clock, you know, going to get their sazes, they are <laughs> in for a treat. They have no idea. I, uh, I I am somebody who's mostly slept on Yola, and I just heard a, a track from her new one yesterday. Holy gosh, I I could not believe it, Piet. It's not usually my thing. That sort of throwback soul but this was so so well done uh the songwriting was exceptional her voice was exceptional i was blown away new album is called stand for myself and uh i cannot wait to spend 
just a lot of time with it. Um, I really think it's it's one of the good ones. Uh, I'm going to end with uh, an artist who maybe doesn't have the same halo of prestige that Yola has, but I can testify firsthand, puts on a hell of a show. This is Saturday, September 4th. It is the very un-Radio Milwaukee-friendly artist, Flo Rida, at the Miller Lite Oasis at 10 p.m. Piet, have you ever seen Flo Rida in concert? I have to confess, I have never seen Flo Rida live. I, I hope shame. you get a chance to uh, rectify this. Uh, Flo Rida, incredible. I saw him a couple years ago at, uh, at the ballpark, uh, at, uh, back at uh, Miller Park, when it was Miller Park. It was Flo Rida night at uh, Brewers game. And I think everybody was there like sort of like, well, you know, this is funny. LOL, Flo Rida, we know the songs. Uh, we'll stick around, you know, how bad can it be? And he just crushed it, Piet. I, here he was playing like one of the least glamorous gigs I've ever seen. You know, he's playing after a ball game. This is not what people at, at the top of their careers do. But he gave himself, man. He gave it him all. He, he brought up uh, kids on stage and danced with them. He did all the hits. He was, uh, it, was it was just an, in, an incredibly good-natured show. And I don't know what the active audience is for, for a Flowrider show. Like, I don't know how many people are going to go to Summerfest just to see Flowrider at 10 p.m. But if you find yourself on the grounds on Saturday and need something to see, just trust me. What what goes on at the Miller Lite Oasis, I think, is going to be pretty spectacular. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely a guy that that gives his all to those songs and has like a really really impressive uh, string of hits for sure. Um, and and has been able to kind of extend that pretty well. Uh, it reminds me a lot of, of Nelly in a way, as an artist who like you know who's also playing Summerfest this year, who has just lots of hits and still has good hits. My my wife has been jamming to Nelly's a little bit like all summer long. Every time it comes on on the radio, her shoulders are going into the shimmy. She just lo- <laughs> she's loving that song, man. And and Flo Rida feels like the same kind of same kind of thing. Like I think you know these songs you know from from the mid aughts, they still really pack a punch. They're fun. They're so fun. And he's and even like more recent stuff, like like My House from a few years ago. You know, it's kind of dumb, but it's it's very, very fun. It reminds me of the Brewers because they used to like play it when the team would take the uh, field or whatever. Oh, sure. And, sure yeah. uh, that's like the only, I, I, I never heard it on the radio, but I'd hear it at the ballpark all the time. And uh, yeah, it's it's extraordinarily stupid music. And I think that's its best quality, right? <laughs> like, yeah. He's just, he's not above anything if it's entertaining. And I do have a respect for artists who uh, do that well. Yeah, and he does it very well. My final question, when did you realize that the name Florida was a play on the state Florida? <laughs> Probably just a few years ago. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not back when it was low and stuff, but then eventually I kind of put two and two together when I realized he was from Florida. And, you know... Talk about a mind blown experience. I just, it was like, it was like usual suspects where I just dropped the coffee mug <laughs> and it just shattered on the ground. <laughs> very, very stunning. stunning I'm not going to lie. I was, I was hoping I would be the one to introduce you to that uh, little piece of trivia right now. But hopefully I introduce somebody else to that piece of trivia because like, again, life is just a little bit better when you know that, I think. Uh, anyway, those are just some of the shows going on at Summerfest this uh, this weekend. We will preview what goes on next week in the next, next week's episode. So much to get into and so much coverage. You can find Piet's articles about so much related to Summerfest 
at jsonline.com. And of course, we've got a bunch of Summerfest coverage too at radiomilwaukee.org, where you can find this podcast. You can also find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez. Our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from you, our members. We can't do it without you. Thanks to our subscribers too. Piet, I will see you next time on Tapped In. See you next time. <laughs>